0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, June 16th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Billsack challenges big agribusiness. Study, farms could face hefty tax bills. And U.S. malls action on shipping disruptions. Billsack promises actions on processing. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is making it increasingly clear that he's going to make it a priority to challenge the market power of big food processors and ag input suppliers. How far he ultimately goes remains to be seen, but he's getting plenty of encouragement from both sides of Capitol Hill. During a Senate hearing yesterday, Vilsack said his department is working on, quote, creative ideas to facilitate a meaningful expansion of U.S. meat processing capacity. And in an exchange with Indiana GOP Senator Mike Braun, Vilsack suggested farmers are being unfairly hurt by the patent protection that their suppliers enjoy. Now keep in mind, USDA announced on Friday that it would issue three proposed rules meant to strengthen enforcement of the Packers and Stockyards Act. You can read more about Vilsack's concerns in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also report on the latest trade developments with the European Union and look at the farm worker overtime laws that some states are enacting. Vilsack hopeful on meeting CRP acre goals. Secretary Vilsack expressed optimism that the department can meet goals for increasing the Conservation Reserve Program by 4 million acres. With the changes that we've made, with the flexibilities we've created, and with the expansion of continuous signups, we are hopeful that we get to 4 million acres, he told AgriPulse after yesterday's Senate Ag Appropriations Subcommittee hearing. Landowners have until July 23rd to apply for the CRP general signup, which opened in January. Bill Sack hopes payment rate increases will spur interest in the program. The National Grain and Feed Association fears those increases will result in idling valuable farmland. By the way, Bilsack says it will take some more time before local farm service agency and natural resources conservation service offices are fully staffed. Lower vaccination rates in rural areas are one factor, he said. A&M study details inheritance tax impact. Farmers could face hefty capital gains tax bills under President Joe Biden's tax plan that according to a new Texas A&M University study. President Biden has proposed to tax capital gains at death, effectively eliminating the stepped up basis on inherited assets. The tax liability would be deferred for family farms and other small businesses as long as they stay in operation. A&M researchers who tracked 94 representative farms around the country said 92 of them would be affected by a legislative version of the Biden proposal called the STEP Act. The average tax liability would be $726,104, the study found. The data speaks for itself and should give pause to anyone considering this approach as an option to pay for new additional federal spending. If changes of these magnitude are pursued, and some have discussed, the economic harm it will cause will have a lasting impact on rural America, said Senator John Bozeman, the top Republican on the Senate Ag Committee. Keep in mind, any tax increases are going to be tough for Democrats to get through the House and Senate. And House Ag Committee Chair David Scott warned President Biden in a recent letter that his proposal would impose, quote, a significant financial burden on farms. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to Agripulse Daybreak. U.S. still gathering evidence on international shipping violations. Federal Maritime Commission Chairman David Mafia believes some international shipping carriers are violating U.S. law amid record port traffic. But he says an official investigation needs to continue to gather solid evidence before his agency can act. The investigation has been titled Fact-Finding 29 and is being led by Commissioner Rebecca Dye. Mafia said it could lead to a formal enforcement proceeding. Meanwhile, U.S. ag exporters continue to pay exorbitant costs to get containers on cargo ships, and many cannot get space for their goods at all, he told the House Transportation and Infrastructure Subcommittee. One of the biggest problems for U.S. ag is that Chinese exporters are paying premiums for shippers to unload at U.S. ports and return immediately to China without taking on Asian-bound commodities like beef, pork, tree nuts, fruits and vegetables. I take note. The U.S. dairy sector is being hit particularly hard, says National Milk Producers Federation President and CEO Jim Mulhern, who stressed that producers throughout the country are feeling the consequences of port congestion as delays in loading U.S. dairy exports onto carriers creates a chilling effect on farm gate milk prices. Deal to suspend EU tariffs rescues U.S. grapefruit exports. Tariffs were killing Florida's grapefruit exports to the European Union until the U.S. and E.U. agreed to pause trade hostilities over aircraft subsidies for four months in March. Uh, Yesterday, the U.S. and E.U. announced a deal that would suspend those tariffs for five years. That's a pretty good market for our fresh grapefruit, said Florida Citrus Mutual spokesman Andrew Meadows. We were very much in danger of losing that market before the pause. The U.S. exported about 26.4 million pounds of grapefruit to the EU in 2020. That according to Florida Citrus Mutual data. Counting emissions by the calorie. Bon Appetit, a progressive food service company operating in some colleges, office buildings, and cultural institutions, is pledging to slash its emissions by 38% per calorie by 2030. Bonapetit says that by measuring its carbon footprint and calories, it's highlighting food is a significant contributor to climate change. In its climate plan, Bonapetit set a target of serving less than one ounce of beef and less than two and a half ounces of all meat, poultry, and seafood per guest at each meal. The company intends to reach its 2030 goal without buying carbon offsets. Senators optimistic on infrastructure deal. A bipartisan group of senators has been working to finalize a deal on infrastructure despite concerns from some progressive Democrats who fear they'll lose momentum on other issues. Of interest to the biofuel industry, the senator's deal would fund some electric vehicle charging stations but wouldn't fund rebates for buying electric vehicles. Senator Susan Collins, a Maine Republican, told PBS. The deal also would index the gas tax to inflation and impose user fees on EV owners. Senator Bernie Sanders, an independent of Vermont, ruled out supporting an increase of the gas tax. Gas taxes are regressive taxes, he told reporters yesterday. Here's today's He Said It. If you control food, you tend to control people. That Senator John Tester, a Montana Democrat, and his concerns about the susceptibility of the food system to hackers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, June 16th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.